Welcome to episode 253 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. My name is Melissa Ellis and I'm joined by somebody who didn't have a troll to chaperone around his LGA. How are you today, Ollie? <laughs> I'm well, thanks, Mel. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm trollless. Um, <laughs> yes. I don't know how I picked myself up this weekend to go for a not park run. He's moved on. Yeah. Yeah. But he hasn't surfaced, so I'm not no. sure where he is at the moment. It's a bit of a mystery. Mm, yeah. Oh, look, yeah, who am I to question the um, the mysterious travel ways of the troll kind? But, you know, fortunate as I was. And I know that um, I think many would, would hope that troll surfaces somewhere near them. So let's let's wait and see. And how did you manage, you know, on your own this week? <laughs> it was on my own. Look, uh, I went out for the the slightly more traditional Bass Point Not Park Run, and it was it was quite nice. At the moment, there's a bit of roadworks going on, so it's a forced course change. But hey, <laughs> I change it willingly almost every week, so <laughs> I'm not going to complain about that. But it did send me down um, through the well. It's it's through a foreshore area where there is a dog park an off-leash area. So I got to run amongst all the doggies and I haven't really been that fortunate to run. I mean, you've you've had your your furry friends along for many a park run, Mel. Um, Mm. I never have. And just running amongst them, uh, that was probably the highlight of the morning because they're all nice and friendly. Oh, that's a good thing about not park runs, Ollie. They're very adaptable. That's right. And – Hey, you know, it was uh, a nice little surprise. Wasn't expecting to have uh, such friendly company, but uh, these things are possible when you can be flexible. Hmm. And look, aside from that, I was just glad to get back and um, have my coffee and find my my rainbow, my rainbow <laughs> bow tie, which I had forgotten because uh, I didn't check the Dazza's memo early enough but uh mel you did not miss the memo no so our theme this week for alice palace not park run was rainbows and unicorns because i think i was inspired a little bit by envelope's colorful Mm. theme the week before for their (laughs) anniversary and zoe had previously asked for a unicorn theme and I mm. thought, well, now's the time because, you know, we all needed a little bit of cheering up and what's not to be happy about unicorns and rainbows? Like, I agree. We just went all colourful and fairy bread and donuts and jelly, colourful jelly, anything I could think of that just might lift the spirits a little bit in the house. And did you not park run? In your rainbow hair? Absolutely did. Excellent. Actually, I didn't wear my colourful hair, Ollie, but I did go out for my streak. Yes. And coincidentally, after last week when I made the grand claim that I haven't been (laughs) swooped this season. Oh, of course. That's right. Guess what happened? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) they were listening. They listened to the pod. they do. (laughs) So our course is a two-loop course. The first is a 3K and the second is a shorter loop of 2K. So Mm. on my first loop, I got swooped on a section that I haven't been swooped ever before. Mm. Uh, So obviously knowing that I had to come back around on a second leg, I had to make a last-minute course adjustment. Oh, I'm a fan of them. Yep. To, 
to cut that corner out where I got swooped. Not that I'm well. I, I'm I'm pretty I'm a pretty calm person when it comes to swooping. Yep. I sort of turn around and have a chat to the magpie and say, "Hey, what are you doing? It's me. You know, mm. <laughs> this isn't very nice." Mm. Took my mask off so it could see who I was. Uh, but yeah, I got I did get swooped about three times, and they and he made contact. He he actually Ooh. struck me, Ooh. which was okay. I, I, <laughs> I'm kind of used to it by now, so it's definitely swoopy September again. I suppose that's somewhat reassuring that things aren't that different. That we still have the swooping, but I, I trust you're okay. By the way, Mel. Over the last few years, when I've become quite fond of my local magpies so I've done a lot of research and I think I said last week you mm. know there's only so many weeks of the year it's only it's probably six weeks or less for the year that they swoop it's only when the female's on her eggs and I know he's just protecting his territory so well I know now <laughs> not to go down there until well probably for the next six weeks and yep. uh, just let them be and I got on the community Facebook page and I warned all the neighbours you know Got swooped here, so just avoid the area for a little while. That's it. Give them a bit of time. Let them yeah, settle. Let them grow. That's it. Well, I'd say good to hear, but yeah, that's not quite appropriate. Um, <laughs> well, but we had a great sounds morning. Sounds like an entertaining morning. Yes. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. And I had good fun the night before making coloured jelly. I think I bought about five different packets of coloured jelly and spent our time. So we didn't have breakfast cocktails this week, we had breakfast jelly. Ah, right. I mean, I always thought maybe the, the vodka goes with the jelly, but um, <laughs> yeah. the, the jelly's fun enough. I didn't think of that. <laughs> it was just fun. Yeah. Fantastic work. Uh, certainly brought colour to the morning, seeing the uh, the fantastic hair and the and the get-up at Ellis Palace once again, Mel. It was pretty funny, Ollie, because I, I get up in the morning and I go about my business just putting on my, you know, getting my costume ready and setting the table and I was making fairy bread and getting the jelly out and the chocolate frogs that I had and busily fussing around and Paul who'd been in his upstairs office after night shift just came down the stairs to um, say hello and (laughs) I don't know, I can't even describe, he just looked at me, (laughs) he just laughed he was like, oh, my God. I, I really surprised him. He didn't know what to say. He was impressed, clearly. <laughs> he's like, usually I'll have to ask Paul to take my photo, and he's like, where's the camera? I've got to get a photo of this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, at least I amused my husband. That's one thing. That's right. Life's never boring. <laughs> <laughs> Not around Atlas Palace anyway. No. That's for sure. And and have you kept up the training, Mel? You've been out training recently. Uh, maybe not for uh, not for the hills we wanted, but uh, how's the training going? Yeah, I am continuing on my training plan mm-hmm. uh, very diligently, and I am incorporating my Able Township missions. You'll Ooh. be glad to know I have completed. Oh, I'm up to four now. Oh, well done. Today was my fourth mission. Found found a lost child today. Ah, good. Mm. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> and I've even worked out Spotify. Oh, yeah, you're a very productive runner, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was really good because I created a, a playlist with all these, you know, 80s songs and they were all kind of running related and upbeat tempo. Actually, I don't usually run with music, so I, I really enjoyed that and that, with the app coming 
in over the top. Yes. It works a lot better with music than it does with <laughs> podcasts. Yeah, yeah. This is just a bit different with a podcast, isn't it? Mm. Yes. So I am actually really enjoying my um, my zombie run missions. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm sure Able Township appreciate your your hard work and effort, and um, yeah, it's it's good to hear you're getting back safe from those runs. Mm. Mm. I had a message this week, though, Ollie, when it comes yes. to not park runs. So mm. I thought I might I might let you know about the message that I received. Please. It says, "Hey." I'm not sure if some of our other adventurers might be interested in this touristing not park run challenge. Nadine and I are aiming to complete the 25 letters of the alphabet in order by changing our park run home. We've set our time goal to finish by the end of October, which means 43 days to achieve the 25 times 5 kilometres. Basically, it's Septober. Mm-hmm. Bruce. So... Yeah, there's a new challenge that we can start considering, Ollie. Okay, so 43 days, so that's that's a bit of scope to flex it around with a bit of a breather. Not too much, mind yeah, you. Yeah, well, it just means yeah. you don't have to do that five-kilometre mm. knotty every day. Yes. To get the 25 yeah. letters done by the end of October. Mm. But I, I liked the uh, the idea of Septober. Okay, Septober. So there's still time to start, plenty of time to start really, isn't there? Hmm. And in case people aren't that au fait with how to change their home parkrun, obviously you go onto your parkrun login Mm -hmm. and go to your, what is it, your details? I believe so, yes. Yes, update your details in which you can select your home parkrun. So this is what you need to do when you are going to not parkrun tourists. You need to go into there and select a different parkrun as your home parkrun and save it. However, you need to wait a little while before you can then log your not parkrun under that newly changed home parkrun because if you do it too quickly, it might not have been recognised through the system. So you can go back into where you log your not parkrun and it will actually state which not parkrun you are attached to. Now, if that page still says the previous event that you had as your not park run, you need to keep refreshing and not log your knotty until it updates to the new not park run. Aha, uh-huh. yes. Oh, to the new park run. That's, yeah, the new park run home there. And Mel, um, so you, you've been on a bit of tourism. Um, so do you think you'll, you'll reset to A and give the challenge a go? Yeah, I'm thinking I will. Okay. I'm liking the idea of I can go on and have a look through all the A's and decide which which one I'm going to go and visit. Mm. I like to visit randomly, you know, park runs where I'm, I know I've got friends because I, I like to think they might look and see my name pop up and get excited that I visited. Well, that's it. We've, we're kind of some of us at the moment, um, and not everyone, of course, but, yeah, some of us are uh, certainly missing the visiting aspect of life right now. So it's it's a nice way to, yeah, just to, to kind of reach out and check in. Yeah, that's right. And do you have an A park run in mind? Mm, no. That's right. We've got time to time to think about that. <laughs> got a whole no, podcast to think about. Because I might go into state, Ollie. Yeah, true. Hmm. Mm. No, I like the tip. 
I'm going to have to have to give it some thought, and uh, it's just that changing the changing the park run that I think I was getting the timing all wrong. So I've only just finally gotten the uh, the timing right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll have to remind myself, write myself a, a nightly reminder to change it over so that I can I can log my naughty. My biggest problem at the moment is because I'm doing this training, I can't always make it fit into a nice little five k. So that's annoying because my brain just wants to always run 5K every day. <laughs> oh, see, no, I, I mentally clock mentally clock the 5K. That's what I do. And, you know, that always stands out. I miss it now and then and, and you know, have to sort of stop and look back and work out where I was. But, um, yeah, there's something about the 5K milestone. I guess it kind of, you know, gets ingrained. The rest mm. days are easy because the the rest days for the training plan, that's easy. Mm. Just go out and walk a 5K and mm. then you can log the knotty. Oh. Okay, bit of motivation. But, Ollie, what have we got coming up today? I guess uh, we, we, we've changed it up a bit this this week. Mel, We've well, what we do have coming up, we've actually got two interviews, um, which – Kind of makes up for the fact that uh, this week there aren't any roving reports. Mel, we don't even have stats. No. Uh, so sorry, guys. Our informant is on holidays. Well-earned break. Both of them. All of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> must be crowded at the resort. Um, nonetheless, what we do have are two interviews. So coming up later in the pod, we have a special guest that you spoke with, Mel. Adrian. We do. Yeah. Yes. Adrian Hon from the Zombies Run app. That's right. So keep listening and uh, Adrian will reveal all or maybe not quite all <laughs> of everything you want to know. Uh, but in the meantime, I was also fortunate to speak to someone who maybe you know, for the sake of doing this is about my calibre of stats reporting, Mel, uh, who did achieve a parkrun milestone, uh, an official parkrun milestone at the weekend at Main Beach Parkrun and um, someone that began at Main Beach Parkrun number one and has just ticked over 500 parkruns. So I was fortunate to speak to Brian Peters. So let's have a listen. Our next guest completed a parkrun today, his 500th in fact. And for an Australian parkrunner, that's kind of a big deal. Previously, he was the first Australian parkrunner to reach the 250 milestone and now also for 500 parkruns. He's completed a whopping 470 of those at home at Main Beach Parkrun, visited, I believe, nine other parkruns and volunteered 55 times. Welcome to the podcast, Brian Peters. Good afternoon, Ollie. Thanks for uh, thanks for the intro. You make me sound important. <laughs> Well, as I say, it is it is kind of a big deal in um, in our circles. Five hundred park runs and uh, getting to speak to you on the day. So, really appreciate you making the time. Congratulations on the five hundred milestone. How was Thank your you. park run morning today? Well, um, as I run on the Gold Coast, um, most park run mornings are like every other morning. Fantastic, <laughs> weather wise. Yes. And uh, it was a great morning this morning. You know, autumn is a great time here. Of course, the course is at a beautiful location the weather was great the course was good with with the numbers we have at the moment we're down a little on what we would expect at this time of year Mm. possibly because of covid so we had uh, around 200 this morning which is Mm -hmm. um good number for the course the course handles that that number pretty well 
a bit of a buzz for me was um, making a new friend. Yeah. <laughs> if you've been to Park Run Main Beach and you happen to be running around my time, there's a fair chance that we um, might have struck up a conversation. So um, yep. uh, good day to Christy if she happens to be listening to the podcast. Christy helped me get a, a, an improved last K in a bit this morning. So, nice. um, yeah, yeah, just when when I was um, struggling a little, and you'd think after after 500 that it would be easy. <laughs> but, uh, no, it, it's not. So, But the good thing yeah. is I got out of bed, I went down there, I ran the whole way, um, met some new people, and um, – can I just say too that there was a lot of fuss made of me this morning, which was very nice. Thank you, everybody, for hitting my milestone. But there were 188 people there this morning, all running their own personal milestones. Yeah, yep. And for two of them, mm-hmm. this was their absolute first time at parkrun. Yeah. Well, and, and the way you describe it, I mean, you make it sound like any parkrun morning. The connection, the the friendships you can strike up, you know, someone that, that spurs you on, as you say, in that last stretch of the parkrun, it really can be like that on, on any any parkrun any day, can't it? That's right. Yeah. Um, and look, uh, 500 parkruns, you've, you've clearly been parkrunning for a while, as long as Australia has, is my understanding, as long as Main Beach has. Um, Correct. Going back... How did you discover Parkrun in the first place and, and what has kept you coming back? Um, how I discovered it was central to how it works in a sense because it was all mm. it was all this new age we live in with the internet mm. Mm. and you can you can do things with technology today that you couldn't in the past. Like imagine going back, I used to have to pay to go to a fun run, yep. especially if it was going to be timed. Mm. You know, the internet and what the guys have done setting the system up to make it as functional and everything as, as they have been is great. And, of course, part of that is emails. So I work mm. at the um, council on the uh, in, in the city of Gold Coast. Samantha Hughes was um, someone that Tim Oberg approached um, about trying to establish parkrun on the Gold Coast, uh, Samantha Hughes works in in our active and healthy department. She sent out an email to all staff. Mm, mm. So on the first week leading up to it, uh, at a time when I was trying to get back into doing some running because I had gotten out of the game when my wife and I started a family, mm. and uh, thinking about getting into getting some regular exercise, this email came across my desk, and I thought that suits me. Five kilometres <laughs> and timed. The recording stuff, as much as anything, I'd like yes. to keep a running running diary. And uh, the fact that someone else was going to do the upkeep of that floated my boat. <laughs> so um, I was one of the originals on uh, on day one. And, um, yeah, here we are all this time later and I've stuck at it. A lot of, a lot of them are yep. still running. Yep. Um, some of them have moved into roles which don't let them have their run count each week. So they're now mm. run directors and they've given up you know, the chance to be you know, after the, the, the number of runs that I've done, and I appreciate that. But um, oh, it's just great. Yeah, I'm, having having had the opportunity to speak to a couple of the Main Beach Park Run family, you've clearly built a, a wonderful community there, and it's it's been well supported and, and a big part of the area uh, over this time. Now, uh, what changes have you observed at Main Beach and Park Run generally since you started? Well, you mean apart from me being slower today than I was back then? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll have to ask. Are you slower? Unfortunately, yeah. age and other things 
you know, other yep. things means means injuries uh, s- slow you down. But it's not the Olympics, and so I don't have to be fast each week. But I'll tell you what, it gives me an appreciation, though, of people who perform well on the big stage. You know, I go down there to – I go down to my park run every Saturday morning and I think, you know, today's the day I'm going to run a PB. And I look at my time at the end and I sort of scratch my head as to why it wasn't, you know. And then I turn the telly on and I see that someone runs a, you know, world record at the big athletics meet and I think of all the things that have had to come together for them to achieve that. They've got to have their conditioning right, they've got to have their diet right, they've got to have their headspace right, they've got to have the weather right. It's really interesting in that regard. But um, as far as changes, in the early days, we had the tools to set Parkrun up, but there was opportunity for us all to get involved in ways that, you know, maybe had not been originally anticipated or, you know, there, there was opportunities. And maybe because of injury. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I was towards the end of the of the pack on a couple of occasions and saw some things out on the course, you know, keep in mind there was people all over who were saying, Oh, here's a way I can contribute. Here's something that mm. I've thought of and so I did the same. Mm. Uh, one week I came across a girl who would have only been seven or eight years old. And she was in a bad way. She was um, skin off her knees and both bleeding, skin off the palms of her hands and both bleeding in a section of our isolated part of the course. For those who don't know the main beach course, it runs in the dunes and the natural vegetation, you know, it's the bush in the city. Mm. And I was, I had kids her age and I thought, oh, for goodness sakes, you know, there's no one else around here. Um, mm. Where's your mum? Where's your dad? No, oh, they've run. It. They were they were ahead of me when I fell. They don't know that I'm. So I said, "Well, look, I'm going to I'm going to run with you today. I'm going to bring you in. You're going to be my, my project today." Mm-hmm. Then there was another time when a lady. I uh, once again towards the end of the we were at the end. I struck up a conversation with her, and she was saying how great it was to have found a group that properly catered for those who weren't elite. She, she spoke about how she joined a gym who advertised themselves as being inclusive and part of the gym session that she was doing this day was to go to hit the streets for a run and then went out the door and they said, we leave no man behind and took off, mm, mm. which for me and for someone else might have gone, oh, well, <laughs> if that's the way you're going to be, you can have your membership or not or what. For her... The impression I got was it was devastating. Anyway, we were approaching the finish line and I could see up ahead that they were um, packing the finish line up. And I thought, oh, oops, not a good look. So I I excused myself from her and I said, look, I'm just going to run ahead here for a sec. You keep coming. And I, I was able to, I dashed ahead and I said, hey, listen, don't pack up, don't pack up. That's not the thing to do this morning. We've still got someone on the course. Now, the, the event director at the time, a uh, great guy named Brendan Murray, uh, he was open to suggestions. And I said to him, you know, I recounted the story of this woman who was grateful for what she had found. And I said, I think that we could um, maybe improve what we do if we had a sweeper. If we had someone who just moseyed around to the back and made sure that no one got left behind. And Brendan was happy for, you know, for that. I got the impression that, it wasn't a thing originally, and I'm not going to say that no one else ever could have thought of the idea and I need all the plaudits, but it was something that we started at Main Beach where so for 
for the first 12 months, uh, for a period of 12 months. Um, I did it every week. And then for the next um, five or so years, that was the role that I've, I organised. Said to the event directors and the run directors, thought, you leave that to me. You just, every day, you turn up and do what you have to do. I will make sure there is a tail runner. And it's, it's I think, you know, such a, such a fantastic role now that we, I suppose, we see across park runs that is just part of, you know, what, what we expect. Um, but I think you know, you, you're quite right. It gives so much more. It, it's inclusive and it, it welcomes anyone that wants to walk, anyone that wants to, you know, just come along at their pace, you know, with your example of, of you know, keeping the course open, keeping the, the finish line still there to welcome everyone back at their pace and, of course, to, to be there to, to help those that, you know, they might have a bump, they might join the stack club along the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just provide that support. And it's the the biggest buzz for someone like myself to be with someone who has never completed a five-kilometre anything in their life. If you've ever experienced it, you'll know what I mean. Chatting to folks who, you know, you get them to the turnaround at two and a half Ks and they know that now there's no turning back for them to... <laughs> You know, they're going to do 5K and then half an hour later or longer or whatever, and they're still, um, tell you what, it's a buzz. These folks, you know, being with them when they've achieved something, which, you know, we've done lots of times, um, it's never any easier. You know, take this morning for me, for example. But they are the highlights for me, uh, the goosebumps I get when I recall the instances of people who never thought they had it in them. Mm. It's lovely. I, I haven't had that fortunate experience, but it's fantastic to see those. I've, I've certainly been on the finish line when, when they've come in, but um, no, I think that's that's lovely to hear. Is it fair to say that that would be your favourite volunteer role then, Brian? <laughs> Absolutely. It yep. beats running the stopwatch and mucking yeah. it up. Let me tell you. <laughs> yes. yes oh, sorry, yes. sorry to the guys on that one week when I ran the stopwatch. Learned my lesson. Never done it again. On that one week when instead of pressing lap, lap, lap when they came in, I pressed stop, start, stop. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so if you if you missed out on the selection trials because of my error on the on the stop line uh, on the finish line, I, I confess and uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, look, we all appreciate our volunteers. I too, I've had a 59-59 week that I have contributed. So um, <laughs> we, we do our best and we, we're just glad to have Parkrun back the next week um, so that uh, people can get a different time that week. And I suppose, yeah, to have it back, back next week, that's not necessarily the case right now and hasn't been the case too much recently. We've seen a lot of disruption and some long pauses for Parkrun. Um, it's good to see Main Beach back up and going uh, more regularly. Uh, how have you managed personally the, the last 18 months uh, and some big gaps in Parkrun? Um, I feel I'm not sure if I should be as enthusiastic in my response as I want to be because I know that COVID has not been good for a lot of people. I'm very fortunate in my work that my work has not been impacted. And so I'm conscious of that. But the lockdown business for me has just been sensational. As far as um, headspace goes, it's been great because it's given me a chance. I tend to achieve more working in, 
we've been working from home and things like that. I tend to achieve more working from home than I do in the office. Part of the reason for that is you, you haven't left the office when you walk into the rest of the house. So you're inclined to be putting more hours in, but it's when you're achieving things, it's not a, it's not that um, onerous. Um, so where I, where I, I live, my not park run course, which I did, yes. um, you know, for that period when we were all properly locked down, my not park run course takes me past and on the concourse of uh, Metricon Stadium, which was the oh. main venue for 2018 Commonwealth Games. Not a bad place to be. That's about, you know, 500 metres or more across the venue there. So half a K out, half a K back. Well, There's yeah. a, a kilometre of your run, which has been in the precinct of the Commonwealth Games. There are worse ways to do a solo run. There are worse places. Well, I was going to say, yeah, that's a pretty motivating course. Yeah. Uh, good pick, that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got to be lucky sometimes. Yeah, and, and I suppose speaking of motivating courses, um, you've visited a collection of other park runs across, which I believe mainly southeast Queensland. Um, Correct. Do you have a personal top three of the park runs you've visited? Yes, I do. Of course, my main beach, um, for anyone who's been there, will understand why it would be a top, you know, towards the top of the list for any list. In actual fact, mm. I drive past some park runs to go to main beach now, Apart from the, the beautiful venue, as much as anything, it's a bit like family. Mm, you know, yeah. made some great acquaintances there, you know, from kids through to the, you know, to the very elderly. And so I tend to go to Main Beach by choice. And anyway, I've got a standing offer there of if they're short of a tail runner, uh, just let me know on the morning. I'll do it when I get there. Uh, before the lockdown, a fair bit before the lockdown, I had a um, phone call from one of the ladies, Lisa, and no doubt you will remember this. <laughs> Lisa rang me on the morning, and by this stage, the tail runner deal, or tail walker deal, had been folded back into the, the broader organisation, So, and I wasn't uh, responsible for it, but I had my offer there to always assist if required. Lisa rang on the morning, Brian, I've mm. slept in. Oh, my goodness, I'm tail runner today. Can you do it for me? Of course, Lisa, not a problem. So that was fine. When we hit lockdown, I think it was 36 weeks that we were locked down. I guess he was stranded on 249 runs <sighs> and regretted, <laughs> regretted the morning she couldn't get out of bed that day. <laughs> <laughs> but favourite venues. Um, mm. well, my current three, and uh, this might be modified, I find out last night that I have to uh, go to Bundaberg Ooh. to help my wife with her work in a month. And I um, don't know if Bagara or Bundaberg itself is going to be my new on my new list, but I'll be giving them a, a, a visit while I'm there, one of them. Apart from Main Beach, I've got Broad Beach Waters. If you're talking about family, if you're talking about atmosphere, can't go past Broad Beach Waters. Mm. Great uh, family course. There are not a lot of runners. Good number uh, on the Gold Coast, good venue. Yeah, so that's that's on my list of three. The third one would be Kingscliff, okay. which I get to do these days when I'm down there with the uh, with the Christmas holidays. So Kingscliff is a great course. It's an out-and-back course on the waterfront, great venue. Just if you're visiting there from Queensland, they start at 8 o'clock, not 7 o'clock. Don't get it mixed up like I've done. Oh, yes. Always important to check. Always important to check. <laughs> Yeah. 
No, that sounds like another good one. And uh, and hey, look, I think all of those goals, all of those milestones, they're uh, they're all important. Uh, so I wouldn't downplay your your support and achievement there. And uh, look, more generally, it really does sound like you've been a, a big part of you know, as I said, what is a, a wonderful community there at Main Beach. Congratulations again on on five hundred park runs, predominantly as part of that community too. Thank you. And yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Brian. We wish you all the best for the next 500. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that's going to take a while. People will be happy to know, local people like family, will be happy to know that that green shirt, 250 runs, we'll finally see it pensioned off. <laughs> yes. The blue one, which may be my new favourite colour yet. Yeah, so really... Appreciate the you know the folks that come up to me and said nice things this morning. A lot of them who I don't normally you know they're, they're not friends before this morning. Uh, that was very nice to have them uh, congratulate me. You know I'm mindful that that um, I've been given an opportunity because they themselves turn up. The volunteers are there. It's great to achieve a huge personal milestone. Don't know what to say. It was just great, and everyone's been very nice about it. So thank you. It is lovely to hear that everyone has been sharing in that and, and thank you so much for, for sharing it with us too. I'm absolutely certain that that blue shirt is going to look fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Ollie. That's pretty exciting, Ollie. Our very first homegrown 500 milestone. Yeah. It was great to hear from Brian. Uh, it was. And it sounds like, you know, uh, just a great parkrun morning. Uh, do we call him our first true blue Aussie parkrunner? Ooh, I like that. <laughs> true blue. That's very Aussie. True blue. Yeah. But look, um, someone that's obviously so entwined with the main beach parkrun community uh, for such a time now. Brian was was lovely. I had a chat with him even after the interview and he was talking about um, some handicap runs that he organises after parkrun just because, you know, they want to keep the fun going, particularly for anyone that volunteers and still feels like a run. So, you know, clearly, you know, they've got a good thing going. And he's known it for some time. He's a true passionista, isn't he? I think so. <laughs> Almost five times over, yes. I had a little look at his stats and he, he indicated or I, I got the sense that he thought that he'd slowed down over the years, Ollie, but I looked at his best time for 2011. That was 25.35 and his best time so far this year is 25.51. That's only a difference of 16 seconds. I guess technically it is slowing down, so maybe he's just pretty hard <laughs> yeah, on himself. But- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, consistent. I've slowed down a heck of a lot more over COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we've all experienced that in, in various ways, that's for sure. But, hey, congratulations, Brian. Thank you for your time and... Yeah, look forward to seeing the pictures in the blue shirt. 100%. He was probably there when I was there for the anniversary. Ollie, I wish I'd known then. Could have had a chat with him. That's right. Yeah. Now, Mel. Um, streaky September, Ollie. Yes. Are you still streaking? 100%. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well done. Are you? <laughs> um, yes, but if I don't get out there in the next three hours, <laughs> that might change. Okay, quick, quick. We better wrap it up. <laughs> 
yeah, we're, we're still going strong. Aside from that little detail, still going strong, ticking off a few more challenges. Uh, our level up seems to have been well received, Mel. It was, wasn't it? The kind of things people were yeah, embracing yeah. it. That's right. And uh, look, I, I was unsure myself, but then bang, it was there in front of me. So I think it's it's nice. It points out the things you don't always notice and that's what I'm really enjoying about Streaky September is just it points you in the direction of things you wouldn't look at. Yes. It makes you, you hunt for those things, doesn't it? Yes. You found a chalk drawing with a positive message. <laughs> well, I didn't want to mention the detail. It was actually written in something other than chalk, which was maybe the slightly negative aspect of that. But nonetheless. Oh, really? Yes. That didn't come across in the in the photo. <laughs> ah. Yes. Well, I found a different way to do a kind of thing, Ollie. Mm. I've got a supermarket that opened up during COVID close to me. So through mm. the last 12 months, quite regularly I come across abandoned trolleys that people have brought home and decided not to return to the supermarket. And I've taken it upon myself, if I'm out for a walk, I I don't do it on a run because it's a little bit awkward, but if I'm out for a walk (laughs) and I know there's an abandoned trolley in a certain street that I've come across previously, Mm -hmm. I will deliberately go via that street and pick up the trolley and return it back to the supermarket because it just makes our streets nicer. And I feel sorry for the trolleys because – you know, they're lost. <laughs> they just, to me, they just look sad. So I like to return them. It makes me feel happy. So that's been my kind of thing. And there was a few lying around over the last few weeks. So I've got a bit of a backlog of trolleys to return. Oh, I'm just thinking of all of those trolleys being reunited. That's um, that's pretty sweet, Mel. I went out yesterday on my zombie run and I found three <laughs> and I decided – well, they were all together in this blob. Yeah. And I thought, oh, okay, well, I'll just stick them all together and I'll take them back. Well, that wasn't really smart because it was quite difficult to manoeuvre them in a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> I've never tried to do that before. And so perhaps in the future I will just go back to one at a time. But um, I did think that <laughs> that would come in handy for Able Township to have those trolleys. Well, that, that's right. You know, they, they appreciate all the supplies. I mean, I keep dropping all the supplies um, <laughs> on my <laughs> on my runs. Um, so uh, I'm not sure. Maybe I'm not running fast enough. But Well, even if you had a trolley, Ollie, you could just like throw it at the zombie and run away. Yeah, well, there we go. Okay. It's like a defense right. mechanism thing. What do you call that? So are you suggesting that our new challenge, our level up, is run with a trolley, Mel? Is that is that this week's challenge on the bigger <laughs> cart? I want everybody to return trolleys. I tell you what, I've got to say this. Once you start returning abandoned trolleys, you cannot unsee an abandoned trolley. I Everywhere I go, yes. I spot them yes. and I have this compulsion to save them and return them to where they belong. And it's really, <laughs> it actually can be a little bit distressing when you drive past a trolley by the side of the road and you look longingly and think, oh, I need to save that trolley. Oh. I'm just weird. You know this. <laughs> <laughs> Sentimentality. Yeah. I'm sure there's there's different ways that we can celebrate our local neighbourhood, Ollie. Mm. Have you anything in mind? Oh, well, actually, one of our listeners has inspired me just today. Sonia Pullman has been going out during her lockdown and finding all the interesting things in her suburb and cron- 
how do you say it? Chronicling. Chronicling. Is that a word? <laughs> Is that the right word? I'm probably skipping a syllable there. Chronicling. <laughs> Chronicling. Because it's the chronicles, the chronicles of her suburb. That's right. And one of the things I liked this week, Ollie, with Dazzers was all those uh, video reports coming in, mm. giving us a little bit of a glimpse of everybody's local areas and the not park runs they're doing. So I think that the level up this week should be chronicle your local area. Excellent. So that's it. Does that work? I don't know. It does work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, chronicle your local area. Now, it could be a postcode or it could be, I suppose, even more specific than that. But um, I think that would be lovely to see. Uh, so if you haven't already seen it on the bingo card update for the week, go and check it out. It'll be on our Facebook page, of course, and enjoy your streaking. And thank you, Sonia, for the inspiration. Well, that's exactly right, yeah. And uh, look, some of the chronicling that I have witnessed from from Sonia's um, updates, yeah, it just, again, points out some, some magnificent things you wouldn't otherwise notice. So, um, yeah, I look forward to seeing them all. And, uh, Mel, you mentioned also the videos. The videos were fantastic at Daz's. They were. I really enjoyed them. I love that I know a lot of our listeners not parkrun regular courses. Yes. You know, when we, when we know that Beck has Banksia Avenue and we know that, is it Sam and Luke that have the Love Shack not parkrun? Mm-hmm. Yep. Who else have we got? Bruce this week, he's in isolation, so he had his backyard not parkrun. And even a stump. Yes. I know. He's got a little note <laughs> called Talk sitting on a stump. It was amazing. I love having that little insight and our listeners sharing a little bit of their world with us. It's really good. Yeah. And we had mail. We did have mail. Yes. Would you like me to read it? I think you should because you're best at that first sentence. <laughs> okay. So uh, our mail this week uh, came from Tracy and she said, Brains. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tracy, I couldn't quite do it in your voice. Um, <laughs> good morning, Mel and Ollie. Loved your episode this week. From the start, you had me smiling and I felt like I was sitting down with you both and enjoying your banter with a cuppa in hand. Actually, I was out walking the dog and heard your bit about kinder things when I noticed a lot of plastic strewn along the footpath. What an opportunity. I happened to have a bag on hand, so a full bag of rubbish was collected for the bin, not for the nearby waterways. Also enjoyed your chat with Jenny Blow. I can't say I was familiar with goalball either, so thank you for shining a spotlight on this not-so-well-known sport. The only thing I was disappointed about was not hearing Abigail this week. I so look forward to the ending music and to hear her chirpy little voice. You're going to have to substitute something else for when she can't make it. Thanks so much for all you two do. Lots of love, Tracy in training. Aw, thanks, Tracy. And yes, there was a lot of people that were disappointed when Abigail didn't appear at the end of last week's pod. But can we just say that she can be, oh, how do you say it, Ab- Abigail? <laughs> mm-hmm. She will record if she feels in the mood for recording. Mm. And we can't force her. If she's not feeling the love, if she's not feeling the vibe, well, it doesn't happen. So we hope she's back, but can't tell you when. Yeah. 
just have to stay tuned. And I don't think she can be replaced. I have made attempts in the past to substitute (laughs) Abby. (laughs) But I think that it will be all the more exciting when she does come back. That's right. And we we look forward to that. Yes, we do miss your abs. Yeah. All right. Um, But... We also need to thank Tracy for the absolutely fabulous interview she did at Echo Ripley. We don't have audio of it this week because it was a video and we have already shared it. That's right. And Mel, particularly um, a huge shout out to Tracy to acknowledge the National Week of Deaf People, which we mentioned in last week's pod, interviewing uh, with Amanda Sterling and Auslan support by Cherie there. So if you haven't seen that on the Parkrun Adventures Facebook page, please jump on and uh, enjoy that. It was uh, wonderful to see the park run and get to enjoy that interview. Absolutely was. And, uh, yes, Tracy, thank you so much for doing that. And if we can highlight, oh, sorry, there's a chihuahua. (laughs) (laughs) Goodness me. Sorry. Um, We are really happy to be able to share a video like that and hopefully we can do more of that in the future, Ollie. I agree. That's Hands down, my favourite part of the Parkrun Adventures podcast family is getting the shared experiences and getting to to be able to hear other Parkrunners' perspectives. Uh, so it's been wonderful to enjoy that one. And the other videos we also had, obviously, at Dazz's this week were from us, Ollie. We posted little glimpses of our Not Parkrun morning. We also had contributions from Caro Voss. We had talk, a little bit of hills with Will. Yep. Some little bit windy video from Val Warwick. Yep, volunteering out there. Yes, as previously mentioned, Bruce's home not park run and Donna's rainbow cake. Thank you very much for that, Donna. That was a great surprise. Right on theme. We also had Tracy Wood drop in and Mark Connolly from Palmerston's fifth anniversary, Janet Reed, Marvellous Mark, Beck Bailey, Neil Taylor and Sam Schroeder all contributed videos this last week at Dazz's. Yeah, it was wonderful. What a bunch. But, Mel, we we did also get some other reports from Dazzers. So we'll share a couple of those. We heard from Tanya Bailey, who said, Not park run this morning in Wellington. Lovely morning by the waterfront. Brunch at Mulberry Garden Cafe. Bernadette Bennett uh, said, Out early, so missed the video request and would love to have shown an aerial view of Newcastle from our highest spot. Maybe next week. This week, we highlighted a local mansion and local stairs in replacement of the Werribee mansion and staircase we were supposed to see at a family wedding. It is the not the wedding venue, not park run. <laughs> and Jack Corkle. Gorgeous run today at Toowoomba Park Run through the Botanical Gardens with the Flower Festival on 98th location, so two to go. Ooh, getting close now for Jack, Jack and Claire. Yeah. We also heard from Peter Pullman. We did not park run at Hamilton today and we did the suburb street signs again and Peter had the photo (laughs) (laughs) of Hamilton Street. (laughs) And we also heard from Schultzy, Michael Schultz. Back to where I started, New Farm. Event one, 
and now event 469 on the 10th birthday. 427 park runs in 10 years. Happy birthday, new fun. Yes. And Shirley Dell. The plan was some parkrun tourism at Lake's entrance. Then parkrun was cancelled for all of Victoria. So Greg Dell and I did a not parkrun at Lake's this morning. Breakfast at the Salty Groms Cafe. Then we heard from Sonia Polman. We not toured to not Italy and ran the bridges and canals, aka drains, of our local area. Also visited the not Ufuzi gallery to see a blue horse. Who can ask for more? Lisa Spencer, good morning adventurers. Bingo brought me here. Sorry, no video and even the photo is from last week. Our not park run went on safari again this week in the land of elephants, then home for breakfast of homemade sourdough, avocado, bacon and eggs. And Brett Bailey, a weekend visit to Wellington and Notty around the waterfront with Tanya. Sorry, missed the video request. And we heard from Nadine Crawford. Took Bubble Bird for a knotty at Rosebud Park Run this morning. Even managed to nab a first finisher, followed by coffee, of course. And we heard from Phil Olson. Just off to Burgess Park Park Run. And Ingrid Botha. Hold my pancakes. No run today, but I'll report back from Sunday's run. And I'm still waiting for Ingrid to report back. It was obviously a good run. <laughs> Maybe she's still running. <laughs> well, if she is, and look, thank you everyone for joining. Um, if Ingrid is, um, I don't know has has she completed the bingo card Able Township mission yet? Uh, the Zombies Run app, Mel. Oh, you don't think she got caught by the Zombs? I hope not. But you know, let's uh, just putting out a call there, Ingrid. Hope you're okay with uh, with no zombie uh, incidents on hand. Drop the supplies. I always do. Works a treat. <laughs> and welcome to all the the new visitors that dropped into Dazz's this yes. week, even if it was for a bingo card challenge. We were very happy to see you. It worked for me. But maybe, Ollie, we, we did surprise a few people with the Dazza post requesting videos, so I'm wondering if mm. we should maybe extend it for another week, um, see if we can't get a, a bit more video. Why not? It's a shame that we missed Bernadette's aerial view of Newcastle. So if we extend it for another week, we might get the chance to see that. All right. Let's do it. Okay. More videos, everyone. Yeah, more videos next week. Excellent. In the meantime, Mel, we, we did promise something else coming up. Is it is it time? Speaking of zombs. Yes. You were very fortunate uh, to be able to get in touch with, uh, with a bit of help from our Parkrun Adventurers community, really one of the one of the key people behind the Run Zombies app, Adrian Hon. Our guest today is CEO and founder of Six to Start, an independent games developer and entertainment company based in London, and the co-creator of Zombies Run, the world's most successful smartphone fitness game ever. On top of being a world-leading designer in online and alternative reality games, he has studied neuroscience and is also a published author. Welcome to the podcast, Adrian Hon. Glad to be here. Thanks. Now, Adrian, uh, if we can start with how did Zombies Run start? What was the inspiration? Um, well, it really came from two places. Uh, I'd, been, um, I'd been trying to become a runner for a while 
and uh, I had a lot of gadgets, like a very early GPS watch. It was more like a sort of armband, you know, to sort of make running and get the stats more interesting for me. And the iPhone was pretty new, and I was surprised that no one had made a running game yet. It just seemed like an obvious thing. You know, shouldn't running be be a bit more exciting, especially for beginners? And I mentioned this to a friend, uh, Naomi Alderman, who's the co-creator of Zombies Run. And she mentioned that she just joined the online running club. And they'd asked people, why do you want to start running? And one person said they wanted to lose weight. Another person wanted to you know, get fit. And a third person wanted to survive the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> and... You know, we thought, wait a second, that kind of makes a lot of sense as a running game uh, because you've always got a reason to be running, not just to escape the zombies, obviously, but also to collect supplies and to rescue survivors and to do scouting and so on. So we thought, oh, yeah, this this works really well. Did you have challenges uh, involved in getting the project going? Um, well, we, we needed money. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the main thing. Didn't, didn't have any money. Um, you know, the, the company at the time was about three people. And so it was very much designed around the people we had uh, available and what their skills and, and talents were in terms of audio production, because Zombies Run is an audio-only game. And so that meant that we didn't have to have a lot of art uh, or animation or things. Uh, we knew, knew we had a great writer in Naomi, so we wanted to rely on that. And, um, you know, we we launched it on Kickstarter uh, in late 2011. It was one of the first Kickstarter projects in the UK, actually. And that's how we got our funding. And I'd already done a couple of Kickstarters before then. So it was really all about, hey, what are we good at? And how can we put that all together into something that makes sense? Were you already a fan of horror and zombie fiction? Um, you know, we have both uh, seen, you know, the classics, uh, you know, Shaun of the Dead and 28 Days Later and, and, and so on. And we're aware of, you know, and we'd seen earlier movies. But to be honest, neither of us were horror fans at all, actually, <laughs> uh, or <laughs> even zombie fans. You know, I played zombie games. They're fun. But... You know, we chose Zombies not because we were necessarily big fans of the genre. And in fact, I thought at the time it was a bit overdone because everyone was doing zombie TV shows and zombie stories. It was more that it just fit running really, really well. It was just really perfect story and setting for a running game. Right, okay. And have you made other similar fitness-related apps? Yeah, we after Zombies Run, we made a, a bunch of different apps. Um, there's a fairly related uh, 5K training app called Zombies Run 5K Training. We made a game about walking called The Walk, very imaginative. Hmm. Um, and that's that sort of tracks you throughout the day. And you have to walk, uh, I think, 600 miles to, to uh, save the world, essentially. Uh, it's kind of a spy thriller. Then, um, and you can get all three of those apps still now. Then we have a few apps that, that we don't, that aren't being sold anymore. There was one called Superhero Workout, which was our sort of version of the seven-minute workout, but um, more interesting and kind of uh, gameplay-driven. Uh, and uh, and that was 
super, really fun. Uh, and a kids game called Step by Step, uh, a pedometer adventure, which was um, a way to encourage kids to kind of walk more during the day. Okay, and uh, I believe the walk was that uh, sponsored by the NHS or over there in the UK. Yeah, it was it was fully funded by the uh, NHS uh, and by the Department of Health. It was one of their first fitness games that they funded. And the idea was they were looking for innovative ways to help reduce the impact of obesity on the NHS. And so the idea being that if they spent a bit of money on a game, then maybe it would encourage lots of people to walk more and, and uh, you know, um, reduce, reduce the sort of financial burden elsewhere. Hmm. And have you got any future areas of development you'd like to bring to Zombies Run or the concept of um, augmented reality games in general? Any new features you'd love to bring to the app one day? Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, that's a million things I'd love to do uh, to the app. You know, we brought, when we started, there was just really one or two game modes and now there's about six or seven or eight game modes in the app. And we have lots of ideas for what we want to do in Zombies Run and in kind of related apps. Um, people have always asked for things like multiplayer and social gameplay. Uh, people have always asked for things that are more location-based um, and, you know, uh, tracking different kinds of things, tracking different kinds of exercises like cycling and so on. It's really hard as a small company to uh, prioritize you know, what we do, hmm. you know, people think that we're like Strava, you know, or Nike. And it's like, no, oh. that's just, that's just a few of us and keeping, we're really proud of the fact that the app is really reliable and it's still maintained. There's not many apps from 2012 that are still being, being maintained right now. And so our main thing is, okay, how do we keep the thing that we're really good at, which is you know, storytelling and gameplay while running, making sure that works really well. Because every year, you know, there are new phones and there's new smartwatches and there's new requirements by Apple and Google. It's a bit of a treadmill to to keep up with that. Having said that, you know, we do have plans for some big new things uh, in the coming year. Um, I think people, when they, when they hear about them, they'll realize what we've been spending all our time on. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, they're, they're big things coming. And who's your target audience? What does the average runner five look like? Well, you know, we haven't designed it for a specific type of person. Um, we really wanted it to be fun and engaging, both for beginners, you know, people who have never run before. I mean, we do have a 5K training app for that. Also for people who just run once or twice a week. Also people who have run, you know, thousands and thousands of miles and zombies run, you know, ultra, you know, marathon runners. And the way we do that is by uh, having the app and the game and the story scale to your ability. So if you want a mission to last for just 20 minutes, you know, while you're walking, we can make that happen. If you want to run for two hours and uh, do two missions in a row, we can do that as well. You know, if you mm -hmm. want to have zombies that are pretty slow and don't come very often chasing you, that that's fine. If you want to have all the zombies all the time, we can mm -hmm. make that happen too. And so it's very much 
about giving people choice and not making people feel um, bad if they don't want to turn everything on because everyone comes to running from from different places. Hmm. So our podcast, The Parkrun Adventures, is mostly based in Australia, although we do have listeners in many countries, including the UK. Do you know if you've got much of a user base in Australia? Yeah. I mean, Zombies Run, I think Australia would probably be our third or fourth biggest territory after the US, UK, and Canada, perhaps. Um, You know, uh, Zombies Run is all in English, so, so we tend to see our most... Uh, popular countries be be English-speaking countries. So we we know there are definitely Australian players. And I know you've got quite a strong fandom base. Uh, How important has that been to the evolution of the app? And has there been inspirations for stories or characters which have come from the fans? Yeah, I mean, you know, both uh, Naomi and I, you know, we, we sort of are fans of a lot of things and we, we've written fan fiction before, you know, for, for things that we love. And, you know, we're very, we're extremely online. And so fans of Zombies Run have written stories that have made it into the app and into the game. Um, we've had fans who've become contractors and employees at Six to Start. So, uh, yeah, you know, we, we pay a lot of attention to what, what the fans think and want. And is there anything which is really important to you when you develop your characters? Well, um, I mean, that is mostly kind of Naomi's realm in terms of leading the story. But I think that we want our characters to, you know, represent the world in all its diversity. You know, we're really proud of, of the fact that we did that right from the start, back in season one, nine years ago. Um, and we wanted the story to feel supportive you know we didn't want to have this super grim dark you know world like the walking dead which just seems really depressing you know we want to be encouraging um and supportive and we want to show that's possible even in a zombie apocalypse Mm. and what's the background behind the new adventures so um, as much as we like zombies now, uh, <laughs> and, and they fit uh, running really well, uh, we have wanted to do other kinds of stories. Uh, people have asked for other kinds of stories. And so we've added science fiction, fantasy, you know, comedy, nonfiction stories where you, the player, are running through different environments. And some of them are kind of like alternate universe versions of our zombies run characters. So um, that's been really fun, like a sort of parallel dimension. Uh, But some, most of them are entirely new characters, entirely new casts. And so we've got a huge variety now, dozens of stories across horror and, and all, you know, science fiction, comedy, romance. Uh, It's been really fun developing those. And we add new adventures practically every week now. Okay. So how long is the Able Township saga going to go on for and do you have an end game in mind? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, uh, we always talked about how we would want to keep on making it for as long as people wanted to keep playing. You know, that said, I think good stories have to have an end. Um, They they shouldn't go on forever. We have talked about what the ending would look like 
for the zombies run for the able township saga and we kind of know what the last scene would look like uh although we don't necessarily know what the plot would be so you know there's definitely no date in mind you know uh don't worry it's not gonna end next year or anything like that but and even if we did end the main saga there will be other stories we want to tell within the zombies run universe and are there any characters who are absolutely safe and will never be killed off? <sighs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's safe then. I mean, no one's safe, but but a lot of people have survived for a long time. So, yeah. um, even even past nine years. So yes. So you're a runner yourself. Yeah. As you said, yes, and and your team, most of them. Um. No, no, <laughs> no, no. There, there are some runners in six to start, but I'm probably the most avid runner in the company. Have you ever been to park run? I have been once and I know uh, there are a lot of park runners in our fan community. And I actually used to go to school with the fastest park runner in the world, I think. Uh, really? Amusingly enough, Andy Badley. Yeah. Um, oh, I think wow. he's got the fastest 5K time. So uh, it's funny when I saw him, I turned on the TV for the Olympics once. I was like, I recognize that name. That's an unusual name. And it zoomed in. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a guy I went to school with. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny how how the past converged there. Which park run did you go to? Uh, it was one of the ones in London, I want to say. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Do you think Able Township would have a park run? And, uh, and what characters would work best? in the volunteer roles? <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I think they probably, you know, some, you can build an able township that's pretty big uh, if you played for a long time. So, you know, if you had a big able township, you could probably do it actually inside the the um, the, the perimeter of the base, or maybe they'd let you out when there's not a lot of zombies. Um, people in volunteer roles, um, I mean, Janine obviously is is kind of overseeing the logistics. Um, who would be reliable to sort of take down the times? I'm trying to think about that. Maybe one of maybe the doctors would be would be good at that. Um, you know, I think maybe the radio boys or or Sam helping for, for refreshments and things like that. Yeah. So we actually have roving reporters that um, that file audio for us every week for our podcast and we've had one of the one of your uh what would you say supporters or or keen um zombie zombie runners um sure file a roving report for us um from able township (laughs) which was (laughs) which was really good yeah that's really cool well adrian that's really all the questions i had Unless there's something else that you would like to share with us today? Um, no, I, I mean, just really glad to be on the podcast and, uh, you know, hope people give it a try. Um, you know, we we try and make running more fun on those rainy mornings and evenings when it's hard to motivate yourself. So, um, you know, if you're in the mood for having an um, interesting story and a kind of fun game, then then check it out. Thank you. We've definitely been encouraging our listeners to check it out this month. We have had an incentive we call Streaky September where um, everybody that listens is encouraged to go out and run every day of the month in some form or 
or another, walking or running, and uh, we've encouraged them and challenged them to at least have a listen to the Zombies Run app. And, uh, yeah, because we think it's pretty good. Well, thank you very much awesome. for taking the time to speak to me tonight. It's been fun. This morning over there in the UK. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we wish you all the best with the future of Zombies Run and Six to Start. Thank you. Thank you, Mel, and thank you, Adrian, for that wonderful insight into, yeah, I think a very well-established and very popular run app. Uh, it's kind of exciting, Mel, to think that there's still something to look forward to, even though I'm seasons and seasons behind. Definitely, Ollie, and I have to say a special thank you to Karen Hamilton, who did, ass- oh, I shouldn't say assist, she literally provided me with an outline of questions to put to Adrian. Uh, she is a big supporter of the Zombies Run app and her involvement was very much appreciated. Yeah, good job, Karen, and thank you very much. Mel, is it time for another update uh, on our Adventurers Club? Oh, yes. We've got 46 members now, Ollie. Go team. We're growing, um, <laughs> you know, modest Baby steps, but we're growing. Uh, We had 14 members on the Consolidated Club Report this week and 23 people registered notties. Well done. So I have figured out now, thank you very much to Simon Mackley for his technical assistance. I have now figured out how I can navigate back to find last week's results for notties. I don't find, I gotta say, I don't find the Parkrun website very intuitive. Hmm. It's not always obvious that you can click on hmm. something and it's a, a hyperlink. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay, yes. Yep. Yeah, but I've worked it out. I know, I know how I can uh, navigate back to the previous week's results or the, or the history. So, yeah. It was good to see. The growing numbers. Uh, speaking of growing numbers, uh, a different park run had growing numbers in – well, actually, I didn't go back and check whether it was growing or shrinking from last <laughs> week, but I suppose the crux of the matter is someone else is on top in the not park run results in Australia last week. It was, yes. Wyndham Vale came number one this last week and they had 61 park runs and I do think they were down from the previous week, Ollie, because I think they were 75 the week before. Ah, there you go. But they did top the table in Australia this week with 61. Coming in second was Inverloch with 42 and skipping down to <laughs> our home park run dolly. And uh, I think... Long jumping. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> yes. Shell Harbour with 26, not too yep. shabby. And Toolin Creek, um, seven. <laughs> seven. Well done. Yeah, seven. So... No, some, some good results. That's our weekly wrap-up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think overall it looked like that the um, yeah, the number of not park runners and not park runs were slightly down. So well, let, let's see where it goes. Could have been weather, Ollie. It wasn't too nice this weekend in Victoria. What was it like in New South okay. Wales? Oh, we had our nice patches, at least where I was anyway. So uh, I'd love to claim it as an excuse, but to be honest, I probably can't. Yeah, that's right. We'll We'll see. We'll see. But, Mel, I think there is some other important news we might have to share. 
Yes, I think I need newsflash um, music. Mm. This is another opportunity for me to find new sound effects. You know how I love my sound mm. effects, Ollie. Yes. I can just think of it. Yep, yep, you're taking it back. Absolutely. Yes, we've got an announcement. Ugly Christmas singlets are coming. Orders will open next week. We are reliably informed. Don't blame us. (laughs) This is just the (laughs) intel that we're getting from the elves. Date to be confirmed, but it will be before the end of September. So Mm. information is that ugly Christmas singlets will be returning to a more traditional Christmas colour this year. There will be... Two new Aussie mascots, but only one design still. Yeah, so not not multiple singlets or anything. No, no, yeah. no, no. You won't have choices with designs. Mm-hmm. It'll be one design comprising of two new Aussie mascots and a design like nothing we've ever done before. Mm. So word on the street is expect the ugly unexpected. I'm excited. It's very exciting, isn't it? It it really is. Do you think it's really going to be ugly, though? Well, they're kind of sometimes cute ugly, aren't they? (laughs) Cute ugly is definitely a thing. I'm excited. (laughs) And, you know, it it lifts our spirits a little bit because, Ollie, you know, we're both in lockdown and life's a little bit of Groundhog Day. (laughs) There's not a lot to look forward to. We're doing our best. We're trying hard. We are doing our bingo cards and streaking and trying for all the positives. But, you know, this is just a little bit of a lift that we really need right now. So we're really happy. And it's another sign we're getting closer to Christmas. So, hey, (laughs) bring it on. I did see somewhere in the last week that there was only 10 10 park run days till Christmas. Pretty sure. <laughs> Could be nine now. <gasps> Good grief. Okay. For for whom, Mel? For everybody. Well, yeah. <laughs> Do oh. some people not have as many park run days till Christmas as others? I don't oh, think it maths. works that way. <laughs> yeah. Gee, my maths is failing me. Wow. Is it Ten really sat that days. Close? Ten sat days wow. till Christmas. Okay. I, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's October, November. I, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm that questioning that myself. Yeah, that 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 doesn't kind of make sense, does it? It's close. Uh, mm. The mind is slowly turning. This is a lesson to me. Don't believe everything you read on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and one we should all admire by. Maybe I'll ask um, the informant. Has to earn his pay. But I think crux of the point. Well, when they're back from from the uh, from the resort. Um, <laughs> but yes. Uh, the lesson in that, though, Mel, is that there are not that many weeks, so stay tuned. Check out the International Ugly Christmas Singlet or Shirt. Are we doing shirts? We'll see. Uh, day uh, Facebook page. And don't miss out because it's going to be closer than we think. I think they might have posted a teaser. Ooh, yes, I have seen said teaser and uh, oh, I'm, I've got no idea. I haven't, Ollie, because unlike you, I wasn't tagged in anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We can see who's the favourite host, can't we? (laughs) (laughs) 
one swallow doesn't make a what's the expression? Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, where are you going with that, Ollie? <laughs> <laughs> summer. I think the expression is summer. One swallow okay. doesn't make a summer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. Haven't heard that one. Yes. Okay. Wow. Um, I've probably got the wrong bird, but anyway. <laughs> In any case, Mel. I'm excited to uh, to check it out and keep guessing what the hint is. And uh, in the meantime, I think I need to get out and streak, Mel. So oh, yes. it's probably time we wrapped this up. And, Let's wrap uh, it up, Ollie. I headed out into the great darkness. <laughs> I'm going to be watching Strava and make sure you do. So I'm not saying anything else. Okay. All right. Well, in the meantime, as always, everyone, you can contact us via Facebook or our email, which is parkrunadventurers at gmail.com. But that's it for another week. We will see you all next week or at Dazzers by video for more adventures. in our area thank you to everyone that has been a tourist at Wyndham Vale doing a not park run you guys are awesome bye stay safe